Oh, well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the We Are McGill Social Work podcast. My name is Alice Ishimwe. I'm a last year BSW, very close to graduating student. I'm very excited. <laughs> and today I'm joined by the class of the MSW, the Masters of Social Work. I have three amazing guests with me. I'm going to ask you to introduce themselves and then we'll get in the gist of our conversation. Um, I have Anish right next to me. Anish, why don't you go ahead? Sounds good. Thanks, Elise. My name is Anish and I am, of course, an MSW student. Uh, my concentration is international social work and community development. And uh, it's really nice to be here. So thank you for having me, Elise. All right. Thank you. Welcome, Anish. Uh, next is Doyen. Hi everyone, my name is Adidwin Caroline Adiomi, and I'm an MSW student of social work with the same concentration as Anish, International Community Development. Nice to be here. All righty, thank you, Dean. And last but not least, Kofi. Everyone, uh, this is Kofi. Uh, so I'm also in the children and family stream, uh, almost close to graduating. So good to be here. Thank you. Okay, okay. Thank you guys for being here. Um, so as we get to know you a little bit better, I wanted to ask you um, how you ended up here in MSW at McGill. Um, where did you do your undergrad? Why did you choose McGill? Uh, let us know a little bit about your social work journey so far. Um, I understand you're also close to finishing your MSW. So uh, yeah, you'll tell us a little bit more about that. But before we get to that, if you can tell us before you get to McGill, uh, how your academic journey has been. Um, so we'll start with coffee this time and we'll go around back to Doyin and Anish. Coffee, take it away. All right, sounds good. Yeah, so um, I did my bachelor's in uh, Amigil, uh, Faculty of Social Work as well. Uh, before that, I, I think I was in education, so that is what I actually came with from Ghana. And, you know, I was just, uh, I'd always wanted to work with youth. Um, so I started back in education. I realized teaching wasn't for me. But I wanted to do something around, you know, youth advocacy and also, you know, um, making sure that, you know, people, marginalized youth who need support uh, also. So I thought like, you know, social work was the right thing for me. So I switched to social work uh, for my bachelor's. I wasn't actually considering doing my master's though, because the, I wanted to take a break, but just close to, um, you know, finishing. And I was like, you know what, let me just if I've been able to do all these years, let me just do one year, just finish it, right? So that was the path. And, and I think that's been amazing since. I, I love it and um, happy to be here and then good to um, share with others considering social work too. Thank you. So how, wh why did you choose the stream that you're in? Yeah, so, um, you know, so, you know, children and youth, like I already mentioned, was um, something that was dear to my heart, you know, I think, the foundation of everything that we do comes down from, you know, the family and, and all that. So making sure that, you know, children have the right access to the resources that they need that are tailored to their needs to help them like, succeed in life as well. Because looking back from where I'm, where I'm from, there are a lot of resources that I really needed to kind of do well, but I felt like those were not, at the time that I needed them, weren't there. So I believe you know, being there for youth and give them all these resources might help. So I just see it to be more as the foundation for most everything that we do, because for sure we are going to grow up, you know, occupy bigger positions in life. And then if we are being nurtured and given the right resources, then we will do well in life. So that has always been uh, my, 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 my foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, very inspirational. Uh, may I ask, where are you doing your stage, um, field placement, coffee? Uh, currently, I'm not doing my stage. Uh, I'll be doing the summer with uh, Ottawa Children's Society. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just take all my classes uh, for semester and, and, and winter semester. That way, I'll get more time to concentrate on my ISP and you know, during the stage too. And I think it also come back to the, um, the fact that uh, I'm not so good with French. And uh, a lot of organizations here in Montreal, you really need to be able to be uh, bilingual to speak French and speak and write, write in French. So that has been a disadvantage on my side. So, but um, Ontario has so much resources and in institutions. So I looked into that and I think I'll, I'll do good at Ottawa uh, Children's Society. Okay, okay. I've never heard of someone from Ghana who speaks French. How did you learn French? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, that's that's it. Ghana is the Ghana is English, so that's the you know the formal um, language we use for instructions and communication, government, and also in school. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know a little bit of French, you know, just the basics, and then just to get my way around, but. Um, I've, I've not, I'm not, I can communicate in sentences and like the way I'm speaking right now will be really hard, mm. but um, I'm able to kind of know my way around, you know, science and, and other stuff. So just the basics. Yeah. yeah. Basics, okay. Very yeah. Right. Good job. It's a, it's a hard language to learn. So good job mm -hmm. to you. <laughs> um, how about you, Doyen? How did you, how did you end up here? I keep calling you Doyen because I know that the way you prefer your name to be said, but it's Adedoin, but uh, yeah, whatever, go ahead. Adedoin, doing like you. Before you're able to get the pronunciation, I think you also need to be Yoruba because the name is really like so much with syllables and all the stuff. So all yeah, right. so <laughs> anyhow you want. Mm -hmm. So uh, long story, because I'm actually coming in from Nigeria and my first time outside Nigeria. So um, I did my bachelor's in social work in, at the University of Illinois. And um, when I finished, I like Nigeria doesn't really have so much like opportunities for social workers because um, like it's not one of the professions out there, like doctors, lawyers and all those stuff. So like I saw that there was no really opportunity for me, but I wanted to do more than like I really wanted the field of social work because I just felt like it was related to my values of humanity and all those things. So I really wanted to pursue it. So um, I started looking for like options of study and I came across the MasterCard Foundation Scholarship. So that was what brought me to McGill. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I explored more on the scholarship and I saw that there's a social work um, program in collaboration with McGill. So I applied, I shoot my shots and fortunately my shots entered. So <laughs> I came to McGill and like, it's been a wonderful experience, particularly the international community development stream. So ah. funny enough, I think like, I've, yeah, I've been in the health field for a very long time. And anytime like anyone asks me, I'll say, I want to be clinical social worker but like I know it's like very weird to say but COVID opened my eyes to more opportunities right. and more um like yeah more diverse opportunities for social workers so like so during COVID I started this um not like an organization but like a non-formal 
group and we started helping people who felt like who had the effects, I think the hunger effect of COVID-19 and we gave them food stuff and all. So I was like, I, I like this. This is like the kind of person I want to be in a place where I can like use all my skills and strength and all to just make sure I achieve someone, something. So it was more of like being organization, like how do I put it, organizing people. So I was like, this is where, where I want to be. This is the field. So <laughs> I chose the community and international development field and I'm here right now. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, um, I have more to ask you on your international experience and also on that organization, so that way we can know more about it. But let's hear from Anish. Anish, how did you get to McGill School of Social Work? Yeah, I am actually from British Columbia. I, uh, I came to Montreal just a few months ago uh, and I did my undergrad and bachelor social work in BC as well. I think what got me into social work initially was um, this university class that I took uh, in my undergrad uh, was in geriatrics. So I really just fell in love with the field of gerontology. And oddly enough, when I finished my degree, that was my first job that I landed with Vancouver Coastal Health. Um, and I worked uh, there during the pandemic until I got accepted into McGill. Um, I actually was hoping to do some work before I, I mean further work before coming into master's, but you know I, I wanted to give it a go to see if I could get into the McGill School of Social Work and, uh, and, and I did. Um, I was looking for international social work particularly because I knew that I wanted to pursue um, international work outside um, Canada and I wanted to see the world for what it was and what social work practice looked like outside of Canada, because I think it would be um, beneficial for my learning at least, and for my experience to be able to take what I've learned here and to see how it transforms into other practices in other countries. So I found out that there were only several schools in Canada that offered international social work. And so McGill happened to be one. And so I tried and I got it, um, but it's been a great, great experience so far. Um, my secondary background is, well, my primary is clinical. So I have worked in hospitals, long-term cares, um, and, and a lot, in a lot of clinical settings, um, working with chronically and severely disabled adults and children now. Um, but I'm hoping to kind of combine the two, um, some from my experience and some for education now and take it more internationally. So that's my, that's my dreams. <laughs> I think I, I forgot to ask you uh, where your field placement is and also doing if you can answer that too once Anish is done. Yeah, I'm doing my current field placement at Montreal Children's Hospital. So mm. I just finished yesterday, so it's a great feeling to be done. Yes, oh wow, congratulations. How about you doing? I'm doing my at the NDG Community Council. The like it has this French name, but like the meaning of NDG, but I can't pronounce um, it. So yeah. NDG Community <laughs> Council. Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Community Council. So what does that entail in your placement? Okay. So like the Community Council does more of like the macro level of social work, like um, organizing and doing community outreach, door knocking, and some of the stuff to like make sure that. Um, the people in the community get like assess their needs and get to know about the resources available for the people in the community. So like we do, more, um, I do more of that, like 
um, going for outreach, um, awareness and workshops, survey, research, everything that has to do with like knowing your community and letting them know you. So that's what we do. Thank you for saying that. So, so Anish is doing, uh, just finished doing clinical in, in a hospital setting and you're doing macro and then Kofi is gonna do a block placement in the summer. Yeah. All right. So if you can let me in a little bit in your class, uh, classroom, how has it been, you know, anything from the course load to the classroom experience or the lack of it because of COVID, um, Zoom University, uh, how has it been? overall let's go with a niche you want to start first sure um i think it's been a great experience for me overall i definitely appreciate the intimacy that we have with our professors simply because i know for the cohort that both edadoyan and i are in we're a very small cohort um it's i think only 10 of us that are in um in the classes. And so we get to know each other quite well. The communication with the professors are very close and intimate. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more so the relationship is more peer-based rather than the hierarchical um, experiences that we may have had in the bachelors. So uh, that's something that I have appreciated quite a bit is, you know, it's more so that we're entering in with someone who is already a professional, uh, enhancing our professionalism, enhancing our education. And these professors are here to allow us to really feel, you know, attached to what we want to learn. So I think for me, even over Zoom, I know it's something that's inevitable nowadays, um, even over Zoom and even in person, I think everyone has been very understanding for the situation and their accommodations made for everyone's needs. So I can, I mean, I can only really speak for myself, but overall it's been a great experience. Um, I definitely feel more passionate walking out. I mean, I'm not ready yet to walk out, but you know, um, end of second semester, I, I feel that I am more driven um, and more equipped to feel comfortable in what I want to do in the future. Um, because coming in, I had a lot of questions, right? Is that, how am I gonna do my master's online? Um, you know, how is this going to work out considering I'm in a different province altogether? Uh, how will the professors treat us? You know, it, it, you walk in with a lot of uncertainties, um, but it's, it's understood that everyone is kind of in the same boat um, mm -hmm. and there are adjustments that are made along the way that help us reach that homeostasis with one another. And I think that's where, where I really appreciate that. All right. Well, I'm really glad to hear that because um, um, the MSW administration team was on the podcast in the very early stages of this uh, initiative, I think episode two, and they were talking about how in the MSW, they're looking for students who are able to take what they already know of social work, because social work is a lot. You know, when you finish your ABSW, you feel like you could be anywhere and then stream it, streamline down to their niche, to their what they want to do to get like attached to one or one uh, particular subject and, you know, um, master it. Here you go, pun intended. <laughs> master the, the, the particular field they want to, to end up in. So I'm glad to hear that that's what your experience has been because that's where the, the administrators of the program want to see happen. So yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Um, Zayin, how about you? 
how has it been shifting from Nigeria to Canada as well, in addition to, you know, navigating uh, a master's program? I I'm assuming it's a lot, but I would like to hear from you. Um, it's been fun and it's been challenging at the same time. Mm. So like it's been in the middle. <laughs> so like um, I think when I first came, it was like a total different system because it's not like what we're used to. So like we don't really do continuous assessment, like regular assessment. And hearing the fact that we're not going to do exam. I was very surprised because <laughs> that is the way we are being assessed where I came from. So you just do one test, then you do the exam. So it was looking very different. So I was like, okay, I was ready to like give my all to Ethan Lynn. So, but like, as Anish said, the professors were really approachable and like, they are always ready to listen to you, guide you. So it was more like you get to learn on your own and I know that that's like one of the best way of learning because if you have someone giving you what to learn every time, like you might not know um, the extent to which you you can learn like above what you expect. So like you have to learn on your own self-discover and all, but like they were always there when you needed help. So the professors were always very approachable or like where I came from. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was that? Yeah. Do you think it's to do with the class size? Do you think it's to do with the culture of education or the ways of approaching, you know, maybe like the the, the power imbalances between professors and 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 students? Because for me, that's what I felt like, you know, the way we can call a profs, go to see them in their offices, and and get to have a, an actual conversation. How, what do you think impacted that relationship? It's almost all of the above that you <laughs> mentioned. The class size, like in my class, in my undergraduate, we're like. 200 mm. in the class mm. so definitely the professor doesn't have time for 200 students mm -hmm. then also the culture is there like the respect and all you can't just approach your professor anyhow like that because there has to be like the I remember there was a day I said sir mm. <laughs> well, one of my professors I was like I'm not sir so I was like sorry yeah. <laughs> so um, it's like it's there the class size the culture and also the professors are like good so um, it was really very funny to me coming here and see, see like very funny and strange that mm. you could approach your professor and they give you like the listening year that you need and mm. guide you through and also um, doing the internship also together with the class it's been kind of challenging because you are doing it like three days do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do Friday's half day, but I was like, are you sure I can do this? But mm -hmm. then I started doing it and I'm almost done with it now. So, um, and also like you get to meet people that are, have like a lot of experience because I'm a newbie in this field. You know, I said, I've always been like in the clinical field and they are ready to share their experience with you. There's no knowledge or the, in anyone's side like you approach anyone and you, you're like oh I don't understand this thing then they, they're like are you available for a zoom call or do you want to talk or like everyone is ready to share knowledge with you and like I think the first class I attended though my experience was funny when it comes to like coming into this Canada because I actually quarantined two times that's like four good weeks so that's <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what do you say that is extensive 
yeah, it was, it was actually for me. So it almost like shifted my mind away from school, but I was able to adjust. Then the first class I attended was very, very funny and weird to me. I think that was like uh, the class we attended on the mountain. Then when, <laughs> when I got to the mountain and they were like, this is where we're going to do our class. I said, eh? on the mountain. <laughs> so like, it's very creative. Like, it's not like you have to be in class and using chalkboard and pencil and all those things. Like those were like creative ways of learning and everything I learned on that mountain stuck with me. And it's something that I'll forever like remember because I was involved in the learning. So it has been good, yeah. Are you referring to the course I heard with uh, Professor Ives and uh, Professor Gabriel for Indigenous? Yeah, one of my first classes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a trip to Mount Royal. Mm, okay, sounds good. That's awesome. Wow. So there are different ways of learning, different ways of interacting with professors. And of course, for you adapting to a new country as well, you know, congratulations, you, you went through it. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Coffee? You, you were here and now you're continuing. So how do you compare your BSW experience and to your MSW? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think it's pretty much most of what Anish and uh, Tony has mentioned. I think, um, you know, the, the, the faculty, there's that sense of community that you feel, you know, like the real relationship with the professors for sure. And, you know, that actually helps you as a person and also as a student to, you know, know a lot of things that you could improve on, especially being academic or research positions and stuff. So I think them being available for us and then being there for us has been very, very helpful, especially in my journey from transition from the BSW to, to the MSW. Um, in terms of an academic size, I think, you know, the workload is, is a lot for the MSW for sure. So they push you, despite that they want to support you and, and make sure that you succeed in everything that you're doing. So there's that intensity that you feel, you know, in terms of workload. So let's say if your BSW used to do, say, you know, a couple of pages or more, like eight pages for assignments, you know, for your MSW doing more like 12 pages or more, you know, for some, for some classes. So, and, and, and I think that has been really helpful. So for me, I can really see that change from the program, from the BSW to the MSW. And overall, I think, you know, that, that sense of community is there and that actually helps, you know, a lot of students like myself and, you know, people like international students, like Donnie mentioned, who are transitioning to the, into, into the school to, to do well in most of the things that they are, they are trying to do, yeah. Uh, may I ask you guys about supervision? Because uh, I know that's something that is different from the BSW. And I know you get a supervisor when you get into the MSW. How has that relationship impacted um, your education? How, how does that even look like for uh, some of us who are not there yet? Um, is this someone you meet regularly? How, how do you work together with a supervisor? And if you're comfortable sharing who that is and what area of work you're doing, um, we would appreciate to know. Uh, let's go with uh, with Nish. So we have two different supervisors. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that you were wondering about the ISP advisor mm -hmm. rather than the practicum supervisor, is that Yes, yes. Yeah. So the ISP advisor is typically, um, is aligned to the field that you get chosen into. So for myself, it was international social work. Um, and I 
it's a funny story. I was assigned to Dr. Denov, um, but because of their sabbatical currently, they're not able to take on a student. So I got passed down to another um, advisor. Uh, Dr. Ives was my second one. And then it got transitioned into another one. So currently I'm with Dr. Zach Marshall um, and it's been a great relationship. We talk every month um, and we've been talking every month since I believe October. Um, and that's when I found out that Zach would be my, uh, would be my supervisor. So I wanted to create that alliance right away. And that's something I think that I, it's, it was in one of my recommendations for anyone entering our MSW was to, you know, always reach out to your advisors for any sort of, um, you know, your ISPs, because it, it is a, it is a uh, hefty paper that you have to write for a semester. So I, I would, you know, I wanted to get a head start and to really start brainstorming what area of research I wanted to tap into, whether I wanted to tap into ethics or I want, whether I wanted to collect data uh, qualitative, qualitatively or quantitatively from uh, lived experiences. And so, you know, I, by having that initial relationship with my advisor, I think I really benefited from it because each month we at least have different ideas flowing around. We exchange information um, and I get to learn something new each time I, I see him and my ideas change as well. And I think that's the beauty of the ISP is that it's okay to change your ideas and good ideas are meant to be changed or meant to be evolved, right? Um, so I, I've changed my ideas many times, but um, I, I know for a fact that my supervisor has been very helpful in that because he's always prompting, um, you know, interesting questions and, you know, follow-ups to how I'm going to support my evidence, what kind of research I do I want it to be, you know, so it's, it's, it's been very helpful in that regard. Um, and it's almost nice to have that because it makes the 40 page paper look less intimidating and more so encourages you to keep writing more. I don't know, that's, that's simply my experience. I'm, I'm not sure if I um, echo or you know, if it's the same experience with, with others as well, but I know that having a regular communication and building that rapport in the initial few months or so has, has been very, very um, helpful for me. Uh, simply because that helps me establish the idea that I want to pursue um, and keep thinking about in the back of my head, even though it's not time to write yet. Um, but I know that I can keep my eyes out for any sort of evidence or research or, or great articles that may be useful for my ISP in the last few months. So yeah, ultimately, it's been great. Um, it's, it's like I said before, it's like having a peer that you can bounce off ideas from um, and have that support from, from the get-go to be able to feel that you're not alone in this journey. Oh, great. Thank you for elaborating on that. Um, may I ask what ISP spells out for? Because I don't think, I, I know the idea of it, but you know, it's individual. Uh, it's an independent study project. Yeah. Um, and it's about 40 to 50 pages long um, report, uh, essay, uh, research paper, or even creative work too. So I know that um, some individuals can create assessments and have 
uh, addendum articles to explain what the assessment will be used for. Um, some individuals are doing artistic work, such as a documentary work or a theatrical work. Um, uh, but the thing is that uh, once you have that report with your supervisors, they can then encourage you to publish your paper, typically research papers or articles that you write will get published because it's kind of difficult to publish a documentary um, on, a, on a greater level, like a, in, a, in a research sphere. Um, but uh, for typically, it's it's typically um, articles and research papers that get published. And then if you're applying for your PhD, those uh, the published work can actually help you get a lot of fundings in, in the future and get you advanced into becoming a candidate for Okay, all right. And and this is an expectation of anyone in the MSW non-thesis. Correct. Because if you're writing thesis, then it will be some somewhat similar, but a little bit more, if I understand that correctly. Yes, okay. and I don't want to speak on the thesis component because I'm not in that program, but from what I understand is that you are doing your thesis um, in replacement for the field work that we do. So mm. the reason why ours is non-thesis is because we do field work. Okay. Um, we have uh, field placements to be able to do some uh, education outside of our research, whereas mm. thesis, you don't do field, field placement mm. and you just work towards your thesis. And I think thesis is a lot more substantial than the 40 to 50 page um, uh, report or article that we have to write. All right, all right. Thank you for that distinction. Um, and Diane, how has yours been uh, supervision and uh, working with a with a professor on your on your ISP? Yeah, um, when I first got my admission and everything was like almost looking settled, I think months before I came to Canada, I got talking with my advisor, and I was like. Okay, like it's just very funny story because I actually thought that <laughs> I could like it was like take your time. I said no, I'm so motivated and I want to finish everything. <laughs> so it was like you can act as well do everything before um maybe just do it down, then then you register it, then you submit. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm going with that option. But like um I just saw that like like the way Anish said that ideas are some things that are meant to change, you understand? So um, I was first talking with him and I wanted to do something on NGOs. And later I was like, um, doesn't interest me. Then I started changing to some other things. And, but it's been like a very good rapport because even on other levels, like we have like um, relationship, apart from being my advisor to, um, we have the black social work uh, meetings and all those things. So. Like, yeah, I've been really having a very good rapport with him. And apart from my ISP, I think my course registration so yeah, has really been there. I think um the beginning of the semester when I wanted to register my course for the fall. And thank God I actually spoke to him. <laughs> if not, I would have made like some wrong decisions. I was like, how many courses are we taking? I can take nine, I can take 10. Oh. That's the way we used to take it. <laughs> 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 where Ooh. I'm coming from and uh -huh. he's like mm. <laughs> he was like just take 
just take little first and check it out. So thank God I listened to him because I thought the nine and ten was the one we used to do back then. But yeah. like even this in this three, like Kofi said, the workload is there. So yeah. I had to like reduce and I was like, okay, I'll spread my course so that I don't like give myself too much pressure. Yeah. And like that's what an advisor is there for. And he really like played his role for me, even though I would have been making some decisions or I would have made some decisions that I would be regretting now. So um, it's really been a very good experience with my advisor and I'm planning towards my ISP and I'm still changing ideas because <laughs> I've not really come up with what I really want to do. It's not very clear, but yeah. Okay. And you can do this over the summer. Yeah, or fully graduated, and you can do your your ISP during the summer, even though you did your field placement concurrent to the academic year. Right. Yeah. yeah, so you can you start in typically May, and then you can end mid August. That's the submission deadline. But yeah. you can get it done within a month, or yeah. you know you can take your entire time to do it. Um, but it's really just focusing um, outside of classwork. Um, it's doing your own independent research uh, to be really able to enhance your, your understanding of, of a certain field that you're wanting to pursue your career into. Mm-hmm. How about you, Coffee? Since you're doing your placement after, do you still get to meet with your advisor regularly or is that something that is gonna be more during your placement? How does that look like? Uh- yeah, we, we actually started meeting way back last year in the summer. Um, so my, my supervisor also helped me, you know, got into admission because uh, I asked her for a reference letter. And then she was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it for you. You know, and then so um, uh, she's been very supportive. Uh, that's Regine. And I even took a research class with her. So uh, we meet we meet often, but beginning of last year um, in the fall, we, we had a couple of meetings where I was talking about my interest and like most of you have mentioned, you know, the ideas keep on changing, right? So, and I love the fact that she's been very supportive in terms of allowing me to explore other things that are of interest to me. So um, at the moment I'm focusing on um, my, my research I, I, a topic is around, you know, gun violence in, in, in the GTA, that's Toronto area, and then the impact on, 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 on youth as well. So I'm trying to limit it down to something more specific. Initially, I wanted to conduct some of the programs that are supporting, you know, youth being impacted by gun violence. And I realized we have to go through ethics and so many things as well. And I'm also looking into a time frame because I'm on a scholarship and I'm trying to make sure that I graduate on time. So, um, you know, like most of you have mentioned it, I'm still going over the idea of what is really in terms of time frame that I can really do and make sure that I can submit it on time. And also given the fact that I have a full placement in, in the summer at Ottawa. So I'm trying to balance all these things. But honestly, it's been it's been it's been it's been it's been great. And I think the beauty of the ISP is that even though your concentration could be in child protection or clinical social work or international social work. You can talk about you can you can write about any topic of your interest and you can also do anything like Anish mentioned, you can go into anything that you want to do and then write a 40 page paper on that as well and hopefully get it published. So well, that's that has, what I was going to ask. Can you very different vary your stream and then your interest is in another area? So yeah, right. I think 
mentioning that. Right, right. Because because you know when I started, like like most of you, at some point in time, I wanted to do something more clinical because sometimes I'm always like I'm passionate about this thing, but I also interested in the money aspect of it, right? So I'm like, okay, I want to do clinical because I know clinical social work pays more. But at the same time, I want to do something about justice. I want to do more about policy, right? So there's that thing about me that I'm most interested in so many things. So now I've, you know, trimmed my thing down to the fact that I just want to do more something around youth justice, right? And, and around policy. That is why I'm taking a lot of policy classes. So I'm taking some classes with uh, Anish and Donny as well which usually you wouldn't see students in my stream taking those classes, like policy analysis, right? So mm -hmm. I think the beauty of it is that once you go through the program and once you meet these amazing professors and teachers, you get interested in so many things that, you know, triggers you to want to do something more, right? So uh, it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. You mentioned something that I got interested in asking you this question, money. I know that, you know, master's students, you are mature students, you probably had maybe a career before, or you were thinking, you're, you're thinking you're more of an independent adult um, in a sense. So have you been able to work, because I feel like you're quite busy with the uh, placement and a full course load and that's in school you need to finish in a year. Would you think that that's something that is possible to be able to work part-time, full-time, casual, like how, how have yeah. you been able to navigate that aspect or is that something yeah. you would not recommend? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's great. I think um, for a lot of people, I know a couple of students, my, my friends who have the BSW from McGill and other school that's still working part-time with their degree and, and it's great. I think one interesting part of being in the MSW, MSW class is that, you know, you have these so many amazing people working in the field who are students or your colleagues coming with so many great ideas because you know, um, they, they, they've been practicing with a degree for sure, right? So the fact that they can speak about something very concrete on what, they, what is happening on grounds is really amazing. And it actually brings so much, you know, ideas into when, you, when you're writing your papers and some of these ideas that they bring to class too. So it's possible for most people, but I always see, you know, combining school and, and work as more of something of personal preferences. So, somebody can get into a part-time job and they'll be able to excel and do well. Somebody can also, you know, um, get into two, two jobs or more and then they can do as well. Somebody cannot combine two, two. So I think it's more about your personal, personal decision as to, okay, in terms of workload and my, my time, time frame for graduate, for graduation, am I able to kind of combine four classes and a field placement plus a part-time job? People do it and and you know I have a couple of friends who do it. I'm like, wow. And these people are doing so well in class. And I'm like, wow, how do you do it? Right. So I think it's more about your personal choices and looking at yourself that how much can you take at a time, right? Like for me, I'm not doing anything more social work related. I'm doing more the job that I'm doing is a, it's a campus job, uh, working in residence. And and most of the things that I do also relate to social work because I'm helping so a lot of students, first year students cope with, you know, anxiety and, you know, planning programs for them and stuff like that. And, and, and it's been amazing too. So uh, I think it's more of personal choices, but it's always possible. I know people will do that. And other people also get research position then work with their professors on, on a project they're working on, which is also amazing. You're able to develop your research skills and also hopefully, you know, if you want to go into PhD in the future, it's something that could tend to go. And also having on your CV is amazing too.
So yeah, okay. Okay. I, I will recommend. I, I will recommend. I know you are coming to New York, right? <laughs> I hope you decide on that. <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Uh, do you know what, what, what's your take on that working and studying? Name is W. Well, I think it's just personal preference. And also if like you really like you're really counting on the availability of such money or funds, because like for someone like me, I know that it's not very easy for me to like do a lot of combination like with the field placement and also working and also reading and all those things sometimes it gets to a time where it like destabilizes me and all so i already said that i will i will just focus on my studies because like i said i'm under a scholarship so I would just take whatever comes in then when it's time for like when it's during summer I would just like work and I, like I feel like that time I have everything under control I built my first semester I built my second semester results so um the summer is just like time to like have fun and relax and do some other things and you can work then but like it depends on your personal preference if you can undo it why not go for it but if you are so like me please do not <laughs> if you can't undo it don't go for it because it's very good for you to build your you know as an international student i think there's i i really don't know about the policies on grade but like as an international student there are some grades you sh you are not supposed to have so definitely you will not want to be sent back home or to be asked to withdraw from the school so if you know that you can undo it yeah yeah how about you anish i i personally i love dedicating time to doing my masters it is a full-time thing <laughs> um and therefore a lot of my energy and a lot of my time goes in it uh simply because five days are consumed by school and then field placement which i think um, yes, they're relevant to, uh, to you know, what we're doing, but also the components of self-reflection as well as the additional components of how to um, take care of yourself mentally, I think, is also another thing that I like to preserve. Um, I, I, I do like to balance out my life a little bit, and so I know those who work on the side have a very hard time balancing that. Um, I was lucky enough to get a very, very part-time job um, with, you know, PGSS, Postgraduate Student Society. And I think if someone is considering MSW or is doing MSW, I think there are opportunities that pop up every now and then that can help gain those extra financial aids on the side with like very limited hours, but it still stabilizes your, your income. And I think that's the benefit of that because it's taken that you're a full-time student and it's taken that you don't really have too much time to spare. And these jobs are catered to provide some sort of a temporary stability in your life. So I think I've been very fortunate through that because it's, it's a, I'm, I'm still paying out of province funds. So, which is, is not great, um, but you know, it, it, it helps, it helps really. And, and it allows me to strike that balance that I do wish to have outside of my education and outside of my field placement. So that's something that I'm taking away with this. Yeah, and, and thank you for commenting on, uh, on this self-reflection part that is required for, 
for the kind of classes that we have. I feel like in social work, sometimes I come out of class and I'm like heavy. I just, uh, I want to take a nap or have a snack or go for a walk, you know? Um, and I feel like maybe I wouldn't have that particular feeling if I was just doing math or something else, no offense to you who do science, but I feel like our classes require a lot of us, a lot of showing up, a lot of emotion and a lot of, you know, things that we have to de debrief. So doing that and getting up and going to work, I don't think I would be present, but obviously it's, it's a personal uh, choice that you guys uh, highlighted and depends on the spaces that you allow within yourself to be able to show up for, for those obligations well. Thank you guys so much. Oh my goodness, we're running out of time, but I really am enjoying hearing from you, especially the different perspectives that you bring to, to this space and to your classrooms, I believe. And I wanted to pick your brain as you know, uh, we wrap up the conversation and ask you what kind of advice you will give to someone who's going into an MSW program. I myself, I'm coming back next year to McGill School Social Work. My master's. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to ask you, yeah, for me and for anyone else who's going, who's listening, who's interested, what kind of maybe like top three things you will say, hey, you know, I'll give you that knowledge, take it. Um, okay. Let's go with uh, Doyin first. Yeah, number one, I, I think you said it's self-reflection. Know yourself, know your skills, know your strengths, know your weakness. Know when it's time to like give it the stop. Know when it's time to like push. Mm -hmm. And number two, seek knowledge because I can never underestimate the expert, like the the benefit or the significance of seeking knowledge from people. Because mm -hmm. even if you were the best in your class, like there are a lot of people better than you in terms of like knowledge. So seek knowledge, even from master students. Um, PhD students, I do a lot of like knowledge seeking from your colleagues. And number three, um, be balanced. Like, I know it's hard to take that kind of advice from me because even myself, I'm not so balanced. <laughs> I'm working towards being balanced, but like really try to be balanced. Don't be hard on yourself, celebrate your wins. Like you got this, you are here because, because you know what you're doing. So mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you. How about you, Anish? Uh, I would say enjoy your experience, really. I, I think it's an enhancement of your education uh, and you chose to be here and that's the difference from your bachelor's to your master's. Uh, it's the fact that you chose to be here and it's the fact that you wanted to improve what you already had. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot of time and effort um, and it will take a lot of reflection as well, um, but I think you will certainly enjoy um, if you if you keep your keep an open mind, um, if you uh, keep balanced life as as Doyen said, and uh, to have a really good relationship with your professors because I feel like they want you to succeed uh, and they want you to do your best because they are your peers ultimately too. So I, I would I would take those into consideration and really just enjoy it. I I've, I've been enjoying it uh, since I, I entered and and I and I couldn't be happier. So, yeah. Awesome, thank you. How about you, coffee? Yeah. Um, pretty much almost everybody said it. <laughs> said it all. But but I think um, it's 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 just an uh, amazing experience and 
for anybody considering it there's so much careers in social work a lot of people don't know people are just used to like oh child protection or clinical social work but pretty much like this social work it's just more like law because you know there's social work and everything right so wherever that you want to take your journey to and then you know mcgill gives you that opportunity and then these streams gives you that diversity to go into any stream that you want you know whether you want to do international social practice you know whether you want to do children and family or whether you want to do policy stuff so i think if you consider it if you've been able for any student who's been able to do the bsw mm -hmm. i will highly recommend the msw for you because it's just and pretty much if you have the bsw for most schools it's just one year and one year just comes by like COVID has been two years and sometimes when i look back i'm like oh we just did two years without me knowing right mm -hmm. so if you've been able to do the, the bsw for three years or four years just consider doing the msw it's just one year and you can also teach with it, you know, after some time of experience of working in the field, you can, there are so many classes in my BSW that were taught by lecturers, so people working in the field, right? And those are amazing times that you can also get some experience from. So uh, I just want to say, go for it. And, you know, and wishing everybody the best for those who have gotten admitted to yourself as well and, and keep up with the work that you're doing as well too. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Oh man, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, uh, all I'm saying for you is good luck in the next steps. I know that you're going to kick us. I just happened to also know you are sort of this space and I can speak to how much humanity and, and joy and social work and, and you know connection that comes out of you and the person that you are uh, for people who encounter you. So thank you for representing our profession out there and for being amazing human beings. Uh, congratulations to almost finishing your MSW. And I hope that you keep in touch. Thank you for the gems of knowledge that you, uh, you shared here on this platform. And um, yeah, so everyone listening, we were joined today by Anish Diol, Adedoin Adeumi, and Emmanuel Kofi Yeboa, who are candidates in MSW program almost about to graduate. And uh, yeah, my name is Alice Ishimwe and uh, thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye. 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 Mm -hmm.